When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, a little bit better this time around, Slee. A little bit uh, more. I feel like you overdid it. I feel like you no, overdid well, it this time. Trying to talk myself into. Did you get the picture? Have you gotten a chance to see it quite yet? I uh, I sent a picture to the group. My oh, we're having a plumbing emergency in the Rogers household today. Uh, the guys, the plumbers are here. They've dug a hole in my front yard underneath the concrete walkway that's about I don't know six feet deep and about six feet across. You could throw oh a couple of bodies in there if you wanted. Gosh. So that's probably easy to fix if they had to remove that much dirt, right? You can see the pile of dirt in front of my house next to the Silverado. They, those things feel like they go together. It's pretty great. You should go uh, when your son gets home from school, throw the baseball outside. <laughs> Just kind of play some catch right out in the front yard. There's, there's more than enough dirt to build a mound that's now by my front door. We could do that. I could build an entire bullpen with everything that they've put in there. My Not a good gosh. day, Slee. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need a little support. I also think you can this. turn it around if you put all of your money on the St. Peter's Peacocks because clearly they're Sorry. gonna go further in this tournament. Have you guys seen how small of a school St. Peter's is? It's one street in Jersey City. <laughs> it's not. It's not like it's all these other schools that have gone and been Cinderellas. No, it's the smallest school I think that's ever been a Cinderella before. It, did you see the coach, Slee, after, after they won yeah. their second game, uh, yep. Murray State? Did you did you see the coach's reaction? Mm-hmm. How great was that? Oh, so the, the, the head that's, coach that's the, college basketball, like in a nutshell. They keep panning to his wife and the couple, they, and I think two kids, and yeah. So I, I wish I could remember who the reporter is. They're, they're they're asking him questions. The reporter is there, and she, and I believe it was a woman. She's asking him some questions about the game. And he doesn't even answer the questions. He's just kind of looking around. He's got this goofy smile on his face, and he's just, I'm just trying to take this all in. I just, it, they got me. I'm not going to lie. They got yeah. me. That I, I, I don't care about this tournament in any meaningful way. I don't care who wins. I don't care who loses. But I am in on the Peacocks, Lee, because yeah. they're not supposed to. You're not supposed to beat Kentucky. You're really not supposed to beat another team, Murray State, the second time through. And now you're in that part where who do who they who they playing? Happen? Who are they playing coming up? I have to look. That, let me see. That that assumes that I. By know the way, that, that, listen to us talking about how look how great this is. Look at this. Who are they playing? None of us have any idea. They're I, playing that's Purdue what I mean. next. They're playing Purdue, Purdue okay. next. Purdue. It's, a, it's a team outside of Kentucky, so maybe they won't uh, be able to beat them. But also, you got to root for Doug, who has that uh, mustache, the beautiful mustache, the guy that's hitting all their threes. He's great, Doug Ebert. If you say so. I couldn't name a single player. I couldn't name a coach. I didn't know it was in Jersey City. I didn't know that it's the size of an elementary school. I didn't know any of these things. But they got me, Slee. I was all in on that. I watched UCLA. That was kind of fun. I watched, by the way, Trojans, thanks for nothing, SC. They got bounced along the way. But Wait, you had you had UCLA and SC in the, in the championship, right? I did. I did. I still have three of my final fours. I got Gonzaga and Arizona and UCLA all alive. So I'm, I'm no, hanging that's, around. That's solid right there. Hanging around. But it... That tournament, it does get you every once in a while. I have no idea who the players are, but it's still fun to watch. It's fun to watch because you're kind of at a, a point of the year. Football is over. NBA, you haven't had playoffs start yet. Obviously, the Lakers doing whatever they're doing. And you got so many of the games. So, you know, sometimes we talk about it where you just kind of want a sporting event in the background. Baseball, you use it as an, a, a great example. You don't have to sit there six days a week 
and watch nine innings of baseball. Right. But there's a comfort level to just having a baseball game on in the background. College basketball, you got a game that started at, at 2 o'clock yesterday, another one started at 4, and another one started at 6. You kind of get all these games. And now, of course, as you move a little bit further, um, we'll still watch the game. Not that we have any idea, but it's entertaining, and that's the only thing that matters is the entertainment part, part of Peacocks. it. It's funny. I was you know, watching Winning Time last night, and the Jerry Charkanian storyline comes up, and it made you think of that. That's when college basketball, for me, was at, when he was at UNLV, and they're competing for national championships, and that with Greg Anthony and Larry Johnson, Stacey Ogman, all of those guys, just just great, great teams along the way. But I had forgotten that the Lakers made a run at him. It, this this kind of goes to something we were talking about. You never know who the right guy for the spot is. And you never know, like, the guy that you want may say no, and the guy that you end up with may be exactly the right guy for the job. We saw Tarkanian in the NBA far way down the line when he went to San Antonio. It was a disaster. It didn't work at all. You just – you got to get lucky along the way. You got to have great players, and then you got to get a little lucky and put the right guy. And that was Riley. What'd you think of uh, yesterday's episode, Winning Time? It was okay. It was so of the three that we've had so far, it was, it was my, third. It was third. Yeah, yeah it was. I, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I'm kind of over Jerry West being an emotional wreck. I, I'm just I'm I'm done with him constantly crying and lashing out and screaming and that. Cool. They'll people. just throw Pat Riley in for that role. Pat Riley begging for work was kind of off-putting. Chick is making some comments that are super uncomfortable along the way. Uh, it was it was not my favorite episode. How about that? Okay. D- did you find this? There's something about now. We've been trained in streaming. Hey, I get this whole freaking season, and I can watch the whole thing. I don't have to wait another week. Can I be honest? I was almost angry yesterday when the episode <laughs> ended, and I can't watch – episode number four are you feeling the same way or do you kind of like the you like the way this thing is spaced out after the first episode i was like okay give me another one give me another one i I want i want to watch another episode right now hit me again and now after i got through the first one and the second i'm kind of digging the old school right just gonna give you a little one a week along the way it's kind of appointment viewing you kind of wait around it comes on you're excited to watch it you know that other people are watching it kind of at the same time i I don't hate it i I fell back into it by far superior it's i think so too it's the equivalent of eating something you like and then somebody telling you, no, no, that's enough. You're full. No, I'm not. Don't tell me when I'm full. I'm not full yet. <laughs> or if you're I eating something eat a little you bit like, more. you have to eat it a little bit at a time so that you savor and you actually remember every bite. I think that when you come out once a week, you actually remember the plot points as opposed to when you binge something. You're like, oh, I, I can't remember Ozark. what happened in two. I want Ozark. No. I want that's 31 Ozark. episodes. <laughs> Over the weekend, and then I don't remember anything. Are these no. not different, though? Because let, let's use Ozark as an example. Okay, Ozark, there is a, a, a plot that you need to follow along the way. and you need, Okay, well, that, this guy did this because of this reason. He's trying to set up that guy. You need to know what's happening. With this show, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm just watching it kind of for camp factor, right? I want to see how John C. Riley deals with Jerry Buss. I want to see how the Genie Buss character looks like Genie. I, I know what's going to happen. Like, I know the story. I want to watch the actors act so the, the plot line isn't nearly as important, and that's why I think maybe I can wait for it. I just, don't need to follow it. I know the plot. Just saying, you binge eat bad food, you take your time with good food. Speak so I think yourself. that this is, a, this is a good food <laughs> show, so you're going to take your time You're gonna because we can actually talk about each episode as it comes out as opposed to, oh, hey, that was a great season, and you forget about it two weeks later. It makes I'm it into a whole two-month experience. I'm going to ask Ramona for the link. Okay, so if you got the link, she's got through the, the rest of it oh, today. Yeah. No question about really? it. Really? Not today, but in the next couple of days, it would be done. Yeah. Nah. I, 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 I want to go back the other way. I kind of like, because the drive to survive that Emily and I are, are watching as well, 
those are all available. You can watch all. I think it's ten episodes or whatever it is. And I'm doing maybe two at a time. It's just I just let me come back. Let me savor a little bit more. A little savor a little bit. I don't need you do nine you. hours of John C. Riley in a row. It seems like a lot. I don't need Jerry West in his undies crying and sobbing on the floor for a full day. One hour is more than enough of that. Seven hours of it. Seven hours. I'm happy. <laughs> um, so who wants to be? on the Lakers the least right now? Is it the players? Is it Frank Vogel? Is it the fans watching this stuff? Because as far as I can tell, they're doing everything they can to get out of this deal, only they keep winding up with more games. They're not. They're going to have to play that 83rd game, Slee. Yeah, by the way, this weekend was really kind of a weird weekend. The Raptors had won five games in a row on the road. And I, let's do this coming back because – if you actually told me the Lakers would, would split this weekend set and I was completely flip-flopped, I would take it. And the Lakers still found themselves losing ground and will probably have to win have to win two games on the road if they go any further. So we could do that coming up next. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Do you need any mud? Is there, is, do you have any use for any mud that you might have around Casa de Sliwa? Um, I think we're good, but I appreciate that. Uh, plenty. I just, I, there, there apparently is enough mud by my front door now to build a baseball field. So if you need any, uh, any sure. mud, any gravel, a- any sort of... Just basic trash. I'm more than happy to drive it over to your house. Is uh, Are they still working out there? <laughs> I think they're uh, taking a break. I think they're literally like on their lunch break lunch right hour. now or something. Yep. Yeah, they're, they were uh, kind of posted up just chit-chatting and drinking Cokes. So, <laughs> But that's fine. They'll get it done. I'm not too worried about it other than I think this wall might fall down because it was soaking in water Jeez. for about 10 hours or so. So that's a lot of fun. Super excited about that. Speaking of uh, plumbing. We got to check in with my man Manuel uh, in Gardena. Manuel, what uh, did I do the right thing by turning the water off at the main into the house? What did what did I do wrong? What did I do right? No, you absolutely did the right thing. Uh, and here's a free tip for all homeowners: you should do that every time that you like go out of town as well. That would be definitely the way to go. Now, depending on if you have an electric water heater or a tank water heater or a uh, tank list. So just an FYI as well. If you got the old dog, the big uh, tank like I do, like I say yes. everybody should, yes. then you don't have to worry about it. But if you have an electric or you have a tank list, you have to turn off the power to that bad boy as well. Okay? Manuel, give me a, real quick, give me an idea what I'm going to get dinged for. They've, they've excavated about, uh, I don't know, 400 acres worth of uh, mud out from underneath my walkway. What am I looking at? I think Manuel's calling think from the underwater. hole. I think yeah, he's, he's in underwater. the hole underneath my sidewalk. He's calling from. We, we lose you, Manuel? 
No, no. There no, you go. I'm here. Can you All hear right. me? Yeah, we got you back. Okay. Yeah. So no, I'm saying that it's going to be several thousand, bro. I mean, I'm Great. not even going to sugarcoat it for you. Uh, and if you're dealing with concrete work as well, the concrete guy's going to hit you for a few. I mean, uh, so yeah. Everybody's going to get a piece. Everybody's going to get a piece, Manuel. I might be coming yeah, in myself, calling into yeah. the city, and see if I get but, a few um, bucks out of this. What I would ad- advise you is just like. Do as much as you can right now, especially while it's open, bro. If you got a gas line there, do that one too. Like, that's what I always try to tell my customers. Like, once anything's open, wall, floor, what what have you, anything in the immediate vicinity, you might as well put brand new as well. Because if not, you're going to go through it again. You know what I mean? I mean, that's it exciting sucks. To think but... about. Thanks for that, Manuel. You're bumming me out. Now I got to worry about my no, gas line, I mean, too. Hey, that's the price of home ownership. We I all guess. know that, Trav. And it I sucks, guess. but it's better to bite the bullet the one time than uh, keep doing it. You know what I mean? So right. uh, that's that's just my, you know, free advice to you. I'll take it. Hey, I will take it. What's going on with winning time, Manuel? I, you know, I like it. The The one person that I'm not too crazy about the way they're portraying, I mean, Jerry West is over the top, but Chick Hearn, man, they're doing Chick Hearn dirty. They are. But again, I mean, it's just, uh, I guess it's hyperbole, but it really pisses me off that because Chick Hearn is gone. Rest in peace, Chick Hearn. And he, to me, was one of the ultimate Lakers. I mean, Jerry West at least could come out, Magic Johnson, those guys could come out and, and say otherwise. Uh, Jerry Buss, I don't think it says over the top. I mean, obviously, I'm not inside. But I think we all kind of know that Jerry Buss had a little a bit of this going on. We lost Ben well there. That, look, that, the Jerry, Jerry Buss, actually, for me, Slee, comes out of this looking pretty good. There's nothing about the Jerry Buss part of this I think makes him look bad. I think this I think- is kind of what I had in mind to begin with. I think he's everybody's favorite character so far in the sense, look, he's uh, dramatic. He's an owner. He wants to win. He's now going after the Celtics. He's going after Tarkanian any way I can get him. It doesn't matter how much money he's – I I think he's an easy one to like. I think it's the other characters that are more interesting, right? I mean, even Magic's character gets – becomes more and more interesting as we go. His relationship with Norm Nixon, his relationship with Dr. Jerry Busso – they all kind of got their their pieces here. Doctor Jerry Buss comes off as yeah that that's the Let most. Let me ask you this: the most, it, most fun of the characters. You know why we like Jerry Buss the most? It's because of the actor who's playing him. We like him, right? That, that you because we like John C. Riley because he's been in so many movies that we're all big fans of. It's hard not to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt just because we like the dude playing the character so much. I, I thought that was going to be a problem. For me, I really thought John C. Riley. I'm like, how am I going to take this guy seriously? This is the guy that said, "Did you play my drum set?" This is the guy <laughs> Talladega Nights. This is, I, I, Shake I had, eggs, Lee. I, I had a really difficult time saying, "How am I going to take?" Now I don't even think about it. Now I love the character. I think he sold the character incredibly well. I thought yesterday, just using it as an example, the way he's trying to go after Jerry Tarkanian. I don't care how much. Let me pay you ten times as. I, I, he's one of my favorite characters on the show. Let's try another one here. Let's go to Inglewood. Big Rob. Rob, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Rob? What's up? What's up, guys? What's up, guys? I, I just, I just want to talk about these, these Lakers, man. All right. The first thing is, I want to know why Frank Vogel has not made LeBron James play the four spot. I mean, really play the four spot. Don't you touch the ball. 
bring it up the court. You go straight to the four, get in the post, and then just put in guys who can shoot all around him. And the next thing is, poor Westbrook, man. Westbrook is getting all the blame. When the guy who should be getting all the blame here is um, LeBron James and Rob. They should be getting all the blame for what's happening on this team. And I tell you why. LeBron James will never win another championship, him being the main guy on the team. His name will be the biggest name, but he isn't like Jordan and Kobe Bryant. He has not changed his game around because of his age where he can still be the best player in the league. Kobe changed his game. Jordan changed their game so they can still dominate. LeBron James, he hasn't done that. And the only way I can see him doing that is going to the fourth spot, playing the post. Big Rob, appreciate you calling it. Let, let me jump in. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to – on the LeBron piece of this, uh, if he hasn't changed his game, I, I don't think the idea and the concept was, hey, have LeBron be the best player on the team this year. I think the hope was, can AD be the best player? Can we have somebody else? Can we have Anthony Davis be um, at least top five again and let LeBron at age 37 do what he does and whether that's facilitate or score when he needs to, but Bron not adjusting his game. Who's Bron playing with this year? Who's yeah. he playing with this year that he's got a running mate with? I mean, I don't think he's averaging 29 points a game by, by choice, Trav. I think he's doing it by necessity, not by luxury. I, I don't and, and go ahead and put Braun at the four. See what's gonna all of a sudden what? The Lakers are gonna everything is gonna change. Now don't get no. me wrong, the game against the Wizards, I, I legitimately had no idea what Vogel was doing of who you were matching up Porzingis against. Yeah. Porzingis had sixteen in the fourth, he's seven foot something, and I their possessions Austin Reeves is guarding him. <laughs> uh so you can question all that stuff all you want, but okay. the Braun portion I don't really understand. So- no, I, there, there was only one part of that I agree with. I want to talk about the Porzingis thing for a second. Uh, I know exactly what he's doing. Let's get this over with. Let me be an assistant coach in Denver next season as quickly as possible. Let's move this thing down the road. Let's get this over with. This is going nowhere. Let's accelerate that process. That's what that was. Um, I don't agree with a thing Big Rob said about LeBron changing his game, but he did say something that I do agree with, and that's LeBron James may be – at that point in his career, where he can't be the best player on the team that wins a championship. But what he can, and I want to use the Lakers as an example, and let's talk a little bit about the the 80s Lakers who were talking about uh, winning time. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was not the best player on the Lakers towards the end of those, those championship runs when they were beating the Celtics. He was not. But what he was was dangerous, and what he could do is he could have a night on any given moment where he was the best player that night. Magic was the best player on the team, right? Magic was the guy that made the whole thing go. But Kareem was out there doing work against the Celtics in, that was it, 86, the one that they won there? Maybe it was 85. I get the, the years mixed up. But that's what LeBron could be, only maybe even turned up a little bit more because he's not quite as diminished as Kareem was at that point. But that's fine if he's not the best player. He can still give you some unbelievable games. The problem, like you said, Slee, there's nobody else there that's willing to be the best player, so he has to fill that role. Yeah, in a perfect world, we're having a conversation that, hey, Braun is the second best player on this team. That That's that's what you would want if you were a Laker fan. You'd want to be saying, AD, every time he steps on the floor, he's the best player. And, oh, my gosh, look at the way Russ is contributing on a night-in-night-out basis, whether Braun's on the floor or not. None of that has gone as planned. So LeBron's been the only one that's suiting up. LeBron played in Toronto. 
45 minutes in that game. And, you know, the Lakers won that game in overtime. Russ had a quick moment there, which was probably his best moment as a Laker, right? He has a triple-double, steals a ball at the end, hits a three virtually at the buzzer. But Braun plays in that game, plays 45 minutes, comes back and plays the Washington Wizards the next day, and I don't know how many, 35 minutes plus. What I, I don't know what somebody else wants one individual to do. The Lakers aren't a good team. I don't think you point the finger at Braun at that. So is Frank Vogel an assistant in Denver, OKC, or Charlotte next year? Um, 11 games left. So let's see what happens over these 11 games. Oh, they I know what's going to happen. Sacramento they needs did to fall, coach. by the way. Yeah, Sacramento is a, a certainly a, a real possibility as well. He'll do his time on a bench, and then he'll get Latest back as a head NBA coach. Latest NBA standings, Lakers sitting now at number 10. Is Frank Vogel Still the toughest schedule okay to laugh left in the NBA. That's pretty funny. You can laugh at that. It's okay. Everything will be fine. Bobby Trees is on. Weren't you the guy last week just making claim that the Lakers still have a shot? Well, what did they do this weekend? This weekend they they went one on one. They actually won a game. Al, Al, they put Austin Reeves on a guy that's nine feet tall. That's what they did. I was just describing that. They're not even trying to win these games. They happen to win one. I think Russ probably had like his vision compromised and the ball went in. I think that's probably what happened. Change your There's tune no very quick over there. What just happened here? It, what's happened is they get there in 10th instead of 9th. They keep going the wrong way. If somebody somewhere would do something, it would be great. And just real quick, you didn't actually believe me when I was selling that stuff, right? You didn't actually I would think- like to believe if you're saying something to me, I'd like to believe it and mean it. Sometimes I like to get you worked up. Sometimes that's the way that it goes. It's Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So we got the details. There were six cocktails involved. There were two beers, two <laughs> shots, and a Paloma, and I'm blanking on the, the Margarita. six. Margarita. Margarita. That's yep. what it was. Yes. Uh, what, what sort of time frame we're looking at here? Was it over? How this many, was at noon on Wednesday. <laughs> so uh, we had a tournament all day. The car show. <laughs> <laughs> the last game ended about 7. So it was about 7 Ooh. to like 1 a.m. So in that in that range. And it was all in Pasadena area. That's, that's six hours. Six drinks in six hours. That's not so bad. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. I mean, I, I, I paced myself, I guess, a little bit. And I had some water in between. I, I was thinking of you guys in the background of like, oh, get some water, Emily. Uh, one thing also I realized, too, about uh, I didn't realize before I came to Southern California that all like 
boys at 16 and like the high school age looked the same. So I, it, this tournament was for all high school boys, and so we were like uh, doing the board for that. And literally every team, every kid looked the same. Blonde hair, Vans, uh, you know, looked like That's their swimmers. Uniform. Yeah, it's just the same thing. And I was like, this is this is exactly what I, I didn't picture coming here. As, as uh, the parent of a 17-year-old <laughs> boy, you just described the uniform perfectly. They all have kind of long, floppy hair right yep. now. They all wear Vans, and mm-hmm. they all have bad attitudes. Yep. That's, that is the go-to. Were you a grumpy teenager, Slee? No. No, no, grumpy like with uh, with the parents. Yeah, just always in a bad mood. No matter what's going on, everything sucks. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go over there. Why are you making me do that? Were you that guy? No, definitely not. <laughs> I was not. Is that your son right now? Oh, yeah. I'm going to send him over. You should, you should get a few <laughs> hours with him. You'd, you'd really brighten your day. Comes in, everything is terrible all the time. Super fun to be around. So what do you tell him when he when he comes in and he's complaining about something? What do you what do you – how do you – I don't know. He, How do you he, explain to him that the world's not going to end? It's not that he's complaining necessarily. It's until you ask him to engage in something. Hey, can you go do X? Oh, I want to do that. It's like it's all that. Just dude, I just asked you to take the trash out. You've spent 10 minutes telling me how much it sucks, and it would take you 30 seconds to go do it. So how about we just go do it, and we skip this part of it? I like yeah. I like his game plan. I like his game plan. <laughs> so, it's well, me feel better. The game plan is until the trash gets too full, and then it goes in his room. Then we move the trash can into his room, and then it typically gets moved out. That's an awesome – Do you, okay, have you actually ever done that? Have you yes. took the trash it do, and it put it ra- in his room? It rarely gets to that point, but that is that is the last move. Well, we're just going to put the trash can right next to your bed, and now and then it gets taken out pretty quickly because that's <laughs> disgusting. And, and one more thing about this trip to Buffalo, like Wild, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. It was not my first choice to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. It was just where everyone was going. I probably – uh, I, it's one of the places I like, but wasn't the vibe that night. But we were not the first people there. And so people had two high tables, and then we got switched to another long table. It was just a whole mess in terms of just, like, there was too many people, too many spots. It was just kind of like a uh, – it was a smorgasbord of emotions from Emily. Yeah, it's funny you said because sometimes, Lee, when you go out to, like Emily's talking about, when there's a bunch of people, especially if you don't know them, like, really well and you're trying to get to know some people and it's in a crowded restaurant or something like that and there's people at a bunch of different tables and you're kind of the odd man out, that you got to have a certain amount of – swag to go in there and kind of own so the, those moments. So they said shots. I said, okay. And that's what, that's, that's how you do it. Like taking shots. That's how you do it. All right. Just grab a small plate and then just start picking at the appetizers right away. Take a <laughs> sip of somebody's beer. Uh, hey, what are you drinking over here? Mix it and then try whatever margaritas there. By that time, everybody's going to accept you into the group. If you had to do a shot right now, what are you picking? Right now at 1237 in the afternoon. You Tequila. Asia. Yeah, that's the right choice. That is the right choice. And I yes. and I don't like tequila, but if I'm going to take a shot, it would it would be tequila. That's the right. For all of those things are true. I'm I'm kind of tequila's kind of mid. I could go take it or leave it, right? Not a but for a shot, that is absolutely. Well, do the you right remember? Answer. I think I told you this. This was, I don't know. This was four or five months ago. I told you I was going to a wedding. I'm like, I think I'm going to go hard to the hoop, and because I was going bourbon the whole night, I did not want to mix tequila. So I would just take a bourbon shot whenever somebody wanted to take a shot. You got to just do what you got to do, Trav. There's that a, probably didn't end well for you, did it? It's better than better than going to take a tequila shot, mixing well, tequila yeah, shots yeah, yeah. with my bourbons. <laughs> true. That's true. So in a weird way, I was thinking properly. <laughs> but I'm just saying, shoot, whiskey to shoot is aggressive. Yeah, it's I, not I guess a, it's it doesn't make idea. much difference, but it all ends up in the same spot. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. I get it. The Rams needed to save money. 
The Rams needed to free up some space. Robert Woods made a lot of money. Robert Woods is coming off of a knee injury. They have an abundance of players at his position. I don't love seeing Robert Woods leave because of Mm. everything that wasn't just straight football, what he brought to the team, especially when you combine it with Andrew Whitworth. I'm worried about a leadership void on that side of the ball. Yeah, when we saw last week that they signed Allen Robinson the second, so he gets that three-year, $45 million deal, the question started coming into play. Okay, well, does that mean Robert Woods is going to go? Does it mean Odell Beckham Jr. is going to go? Robert Woods traded, and they didn't – what did they get? A six-round pick in 2023, so it's not like they're getting a lot, but it's the money that they're saving. Listen, I I don't know how much that's going to be a void for the upcoming season. I don't. From a leadership perspective, I'm sure Sean McVay feels like, hey, I'm a leader. Everybody's going to follow me. I'm sure Matt Stafford thinks in his mind – I'm 13 years in the league. Everybody's going to follow me. And Aaron Donald, I'm going to show it by example. And Cooper Cup, those things you don't really know. You, your roster can look like something on paper, but you don't really know what kind of effect it's going to have until the season gets going, until your squad is down. Are there other guys to ride the troops? And I think we'll just have to wait and see because, you know, you pointed that out, leadership. That's twice in the last couple of days you lost two real leaders to a really talented team. Well, I think, honestly, if you went down, if, if you asked the Rams players, like took an anonymous poll, right, and, and let's put the, def- the, the because football's weird, right, the offense and defense, they really don't mix together very often. They're two separate units that practice separately, that, that prepare separately, and then they come together on game days. But if you said to the offense, who are the two most vital leaders on this team? I would be shocked if the answers weren't Andrew Whitworth and Robert Woods. Shocked. Look, Matthew Stafford's going to be a leader just because he's the quarterback, and they have to be, right? But he was brand new. He just got in there first year in the in the organization and everything else. Something to coach, prove. Yep. Yes. The head coach is going to be your leader because he's the head coach. I get it. But just those guys that not because by position or title they demand leadership responsibility, but because they are, right? Andrew Whitworth is a leader. Robert Woods is a leader. And if both of those guys are gone, I, I'm not saying it's a it's a fatal blow. I am saying that I am concerned who, where the leadership comes from with both of those guys, one in Tennessee and the other guy in retirement. Well, it's a big deal. I, I think also on top of that, let, let's play into – we saw Matt Stafford get his extension over the weekend as well. So he's signing a four-year deal with the Rams. Yeah, how much you pressure his, comes – Do you know what his signing bonus was? What was <laughs> his signing bonus? $60 million. Hey, just well, stroke M-A- – And a buck thirty-five guaranteed – Sixty million for swiping your pen, Al. That's a pretty good day. You've got to go. You probably get two appetizers that night. But you know what? Let's get that good bottle of wine. I just made sixty million bucks today. It probably feels pretty. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. But <laughs> Trev, the I think that a lot of these guys are coming back to the Rams. If if I'd have told you last season, there's so much pressure on these guys. Hey, not only are you going to is the expectation to go win it all. Not only are they trading so much draft compensation to try to win right now, they go out and get Von Miller and OBJ and Matt Stafford and was that the right move? When you win one, when you get one, doesn't that just take off so much pressure? So I, I get what you're saying about a leadership perspective. And, and, you know, we can't truly put a measure on that until the season starts and we see what happens during certain situations. But, Dan, doesn't it also when you when you got – you think Matt Stafford's walking into this next season with the amount of pressure that he had coming into last season? Of course he's not. No, I, not Cooper Cup, uh, um, Sean McVay, just kind of go down the list. I think they'll. I, I think they understand. Let's get talent. Let's get the guys that we think are going to help us win, 
And I think there's enough guys and veterans been there for a long enough time where maybe that's not going to be their top I, concern. I, I, it's funny you say that. Like, I honestly think you made the case for why it's more important. I really do. Because, like, you're, you're exactly right. Matthew Stafford comes in, and it's not, it's not like a decision that anybody makes to, oh, I got a Super Bowl, therefore I don't care as much, or there's not as much. It's not, it's not conscious. It's subconscious. It's that unspoken thing that you, just, you either are hungry I've done or it. you're not. Right? I've I, done I, it. Mm-hmm. And so when all of a sudden, every, not everybody, but the vast majority of the guys that are going to be on this team next year are going to be guys that are fresh off of a Super Bowl championship. And that's when the leadership is more important than ever before is, hey, listen, we can't do this. we got to make sure that we're on this. we got to make sure that this is happening. we got to make sure that just because we are the defending Super Bowl champs, we don't let X, Y, and Z slide. I think that's the case for why it's even more important. If they were a young team that you know you felt like was inexperienced, and maybe it's a bad example, let's use the Bengals as an example, right? They might feel right now that, hey, we're going to get plenty of more opportunities and get back to the Super Bowl. It might not be the case, and it might not be reality, just how stacked the AFC is and everything else, and just this part of the parity in the NFL. I feel like the Rams, you got enough guys in there that have gone through that road for so many years and were not successful that they understand both sides of it that I still think there's going to be a lot of leadership there. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So quarterbacks are moving all over the place. We know that Deshaun Watson is in Cleveland. Matt Ryan has gone to Indianapolis. And now Marcus Mariota is on his way to Atlanta with the uh, the Falcons, a two-year deal, that according to Adam Schefter. So Marcus Mariota is going to get a, a second chance to be a starter in the league, it looks like. Do you remember this much shuffling going on in the Never. in the NFL? Not at that position. I yeah. mean, we, we, you get guys that move every year, but not – I mean, shoot, what is it? A third of the quarterbacks in the league have moved. I was going to say, is that seven or eight quarterbacks now? Maybe even more than that? Wilson, Trubisky have moved. you got Mariota, who's moved. You've got uh, Wentz, who moved. You've got Ryan, who's moved. Deshaun Mayfield Watson. will move. Deshaun yep. Watson, there's eight right there. That's a, a quarter of the league. It's it's And, and Mariota's an interesting one. Like You usually get two shots at it, right? If you're a high draft pick the way that Marcus Mariota was, second in the draft, and you go to a place and it doesn't work, You'll usually get one more chance at it. This feels like this is his second chance. If he can make it happen, maybe he can knock around as a starter for a little while. And if not, it's life with a baseball cap on for the next, what, eight or nine. Which, by the way, not a bad gig, but not probably what he's looking for. Yeah, but it's also so tough, too. So much of it is also predicated on the situation. What franchise are you going to? How are they set up to win? And a lot of that, um, you know, quarterback obviously has – um, a lot of control, but there's also a lot that they can't control. A lot of these players, right? I mean, you could be, it doesn't matter, NFL, Major League Baseball, where are you drafted? Who's your organization? Who's running things? And we'll see if uh, he's in any position to succeed with the Falcons. Probably how about, not. How about this? This day, 2006, the first tweet was sent out ever, and it was from Jack Dorsey, who wrote, just setting up my Twitter, and Twitter was spelled T-W-T-T-R. Uh, little did he know that that was going to change the world, right? Twitter's one of those things that is just ubiquitous now. Uh, you, Everybody goes there every day, I think, or a lot of people go there okay. every day. So he, here's the thing with Twitter, and I feel like, Emily, you can you can, uh, you can give me your take on this. I think there's a lot of people who don't use Twitter. I think a lot of people are on Instagram more than Twitter. 
And I feel like people who use Twitter use the other social media apps a lot less. Like I use Twitter the most. I don't use Instagram often at all. I don't have TikTok. I don't know what else there is. I mean, you wouldn't put YouTube on the same. YouTube's just kind of its own thing, right? What about your MySpace account, Al? Are you still active there? Very active. Very active. (laughs) But, yeah, before Uh, I got this job, I didn't really use Twitter that much. Like, I think I use Twitter now more than I ever have before because I just use other Okay, between between all the apps, this is uh, pre-Lent. What did you use the most? Between TikTok, TikTok, between Instagram? TikTok, TikTok I spent hours on, then Instagram, and then Twitter, and then wow. Snapchat after that. That's a lot. Now, you, I'm glad you've had uh, a reset, that you're just down to Twitter for work purposes. This is good news. That's, that's Trav, what's much. your Snapchat? What's your what is uh, it Travis on? Rogers uh, 2746. Snappy, Snappy okay. at uh, com. And then Rogers is spelled like R-A-W-R, like Rogers. <laughs> That's right. That's, it's, phonetic. it's the phonetic spelling to it. That's uh, 20, what is that, 16 years, Twitter? That went by pretty quick. Uh, all right, this day, 1964, John Wooden, 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 won the first of his 10 titles uh, UCLA beat Duke 98 to 83 back in 64. And, uh, the first of, I think it's 10 in a row. And I want to say 12 overall, or am I maybe getting that wrong? I, it could be 10 title, but he had a pretty good run sleeve and it started back in 64. I'm trying to see here. So can UCLA, when can UCLA and Duke face each other? Uh, I don't know that that would require me having a bracket in front of me, which I don't have. I'm assuming, uh, I'm going to try to sooner find than later here. finals. So Duke would go Gonzaga. Gonzaga's on the other half of the draw. So if they're going up against Gonzaga, they're coming from the top right and UCLA's. Oh yeah. In so the I lower think left. it could be in the final four. There you go. It's perfect. Yeah, I think it could be in the let's final four. UCLA needs to stop mentioning John Wooden. Like just let's stop. I get it. Great, great coach. Nice long history. The guy John Wooden had stopped coaching when I was born, and I'm fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's move on. I don't know. If Still that's holding the, the on right to that, you're saying? Yeah, just a little bit. Let's just kind of keep it moving down the road. Let's talk about what's going on now, not what was happening in the '60s when the games were played in black and white. Just seems like maybe we move forward from that just a little bit. Like the USC is not talking about John McKay every day. Yeah, but that's a, that's a funny thing is UCLA has had success, as in they get to the Final Four, they get to the finals, things along those lines. Yeah, you're right. There is kind of a little. All right, well can't just look back to an era which was as dominating as it was. You know who else does that? The Celtics. Celtics yes. is probably a lot of that as well, where they, they live in the past and, and you know obviously not in the present. National French Bread Day, Slee. There's, uh, you get a nice crusty baguette, oh. a nice loaf of French bread. That's uh, that's pretty tough to beat. Get a, by the doing way, that right now? How about you know this? my situation? <laughs> oh, that's right. You're carbless. Okay, I'm going to paint a picture for you. Get the nice baguette, right? Slice it lengthwise. Not in half, but length. So you get two nice big flat ends. You get some really good French butter. You you let it sit out for a minute so it gets soft. We do a nice little smear of some French butter on that baguette. And then we get some coarse sea salt spraying along the top. Damn. I'm just saying, might not be the worst thing you've ever eaten in your life. I uh, by the way, are you the guy when you go to a restaurant and they bring bread out? Are you? Can we get another one? Can we get like? Are you eating all the bread or are one. you very? Strategic? I will eat every last piece that's in the basket one time. But I, when they go back, can we get you another basket of bread? No, because then I'm going to eat a loaf of bread a second time. One loaf. By of the bread way, it says me. a lot if you have the discipline to only have. Let's say hypothetically, hey, I still got an appetizer coming, dinner's coming on the way as well. If you have one piece of bread. 
that's that's good discipline. Not right one there. piece, one basket, right? So you know, it comes out in the little wire basket or the little wicker. That's yeah, a little different. I'm not it's saying I'm different. having a roll. I'm having a basket of rolls. Which do you fill up more on, uh, rolls or chips and salsa? If you're at a restaurant. Ooh, well, so chips and salsa for me, Slee and Emily, I. Those don't fill me up as much. Like if you have a couple of big rolls I have more chips and butter, salsa. I have more yeah. chips and salsa than butter or than bread. But it never slows me down when it's when it's go time. When the enchilada and taco hit the plate, it's still full speed ahead. It's not I don't stopping know. I me. Can, I slow down a little bit. You don't slow down a little bit? Nah, not in, not in Mexican food. I, I've got one speed, and we're going to get to the end of the Mind line. over matter. <laughs> exactly right. All right. Very quickly, uh, K- Kentucky Fried Chicken in Australia, KFC. You can get an 11 course. I had to look this word up. Degustation tasting menu, which means little bites, little, little things along the way. So you up for a that doesn't KFC sound like a good word. Menu? No, it um, well, I think because of the price that Emily was in like 75 bucks yep, or something $70. like that. I mean, make it 19.99. I'm in <laughs> 75 bucks to go to KFC for an 11 course meal. You know what I'm gonna take a guess. It's going to taste like fried chicken and mashed potatoes. Yes. You can, you can plate it however you want. You put a little sprig of microgreens on the top. Hey, that's the original recipe and powdered mashed potatoes. Let's party. It's the same thing no matter what you got. Mason in Ireland coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. We'll see you tomorrow at 10.